Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this podcast. Uh, It is December 10th, 10th, 2020. Happy Hanukkah. Yep, happy Hanukkah. I lit a menorah with a kid today. It's pretty awesome. So do we. (laughs) I was like, I've never done this before. Um, And so uh, this week we have a special guest, uh, Marshall, known as the Dirty Grunt on uh, TikTok. (laughs) Uh, Don't let the name scare you because this guy is awesome and uh, I really like him a lot. Me and him had... I don't know, like a two-hour conversation before <laughs> before this, and and I really enjoyed uh, having a conversation with him. And so, uh, if you want to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself um, and where you started, kind I guess just start from the beginning. Uh, growing up, I never really uh, had a relationship with God. I remember my family taking me to church maybe once in a blue moon, and it was always a different church. Um, never really learned anything, never really, uh, got anything out of it. Uh, went through life living a very sinful, sinful life. Um, and then, uh, tried to get into the army when I was 18, but, uh, they told me I'd never serve in the military ever because of, uh, the knee surgeries that I'd had. So went off to college and, uh, lived that sinful life a little longer, um, and then when war popped off, I heard they were taking waivers for uh, criminals. So I was like, well, if criminals can get into the Army, I can get in with, uh, with a few knee surgeries. Yeah. Um, took me two years. Uh, I finally got in on a waiver. Um, it was basically a lifelong dream of mine to be an infantryman, a, a dirty grunt. <laughs> but uh, uh, I finally got in, and uh, I found Christ uh, in basic training of all places. Um, I originally started going to church cause it was the one place you could go to get away from the, uh, drill sergeants and you could actually go sleep and nobody would mess with you, which sleep was, <laughs> was a rare, rare thing. Like you very rarely got to sleep and Sunday for two hours, they let you get off and, uh, go to church and they had all these different services. Some of the services you could go to like the Jewish service, they had donuts, um, other services had coffee, all, all things that would be considered contraband. Um, so soldiers would just shuffle their ways off to the, uh, to the religious services to get some sleep and maybe some sweets. And, uh, that's why I went, I went to church to sleep. Um, I'd curl up in a pew and, uh, people would leave me alone. When it was time to go, I'd go back to the barracks. Uh, one day I was, I was getting ready to, to rack out and a gentleman comes onto the podium and kind of ironic. His name was Captain Cross. <laughs> of all names, his name was Captain Cross. And uh, come to find out this dude was a hard-knock infantry veteran, uh, seen more many times, uh, and gave himself to God and became a chaplain. And uh, he started to speak from the New Testament and talk about Jesus Christ in a way that I'd never heard anyone talk about Jesus Christ and about God. Um, he started to basically apply the Bible to today and um it kind of caught my interest so i stayed awake when he was preaching and uh every time i'd go back on sundays if he was uh preaching i'd stay awake and i'd listen to him um if it was some other other preacher i usually just you know rack out 
And uh, <laughs> then I, start, I started seeing him out in the field more, uh, seeing him at like combatives and uh, at the ranges and everywhere else. And I, and I started a conversation with him. And uh, I explained to him that I, I was a seeker. I always believed that uh, I was I was never uh, an atheist. I was, I was more of an agnostic. I believed in something higher, something bigger, but I uh, didn't know what. Um, so I searched when I was in college. I, I, I looked into every religion you can imagine, Buddhism, Taoism, Shinto, um, pretty much everything under the sun, Hindu, uh, you name it. I was looking into it, trying to figure out, you know, I don't know, what, what was this greater purpose or who who was this God or, or, you know, there was something. Yeah. I just didn't know what. Um, so Captain Cross and I had a, had a real good conversation uh, out in the field, and he gave me a Gideon's New Testament Bible. And since we're not allowed to have contraband or books or things to read, he uh, basically said, you know, here— give this a good read. You're allowed to have it in the barracks. You're allowed to have it on, you know, it's not considered contraband. So it's just, you know, something to pass the time. Um, so I did, I started, started reading the new Testament. Um, first time I really, really gotten into the Bible, uh, tried to read it a couple times. And honestly, I just didn't know what I was doing and I lost traction real quick. But, uh, in basic training, when you're, uh, basically getting your teeth kicked in the whole time, um, it's nice to kind of take your mind off of things. And I found that the new Testament was, uh, it was really interesting to me. So then every time I would, uh, see captain cross, we'd have a discussion and, uh, we became pretty good friends. Uh, I hadn't totally given myself over uh, to the Lord. Um, but you know, I was, I was very interested. I was definitely a seeker throughout, uh, basic training. And then, uh, one week, before uh, before I walked, before graduation, uh, OSET training, Fort Benning, Georgia, uh, Captain Cross came to the barracks, and he came to my room, and he asked me if I was ready to take the next step. And I was kind of unsure what he was talking about, and he said, well, you know, he's like, are you ready to, to give your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior um, and be baptized? And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> me, I still had <laughs> Uh, I mean, to me, I'd heard heard of a uh, baptism. Didn't really. Um, I don't know. He he explained that it was more of a symbolic step. So I was like, you know what, you know what, I think I'm ready, because you know, just the way that we talk about the Lord and about Jesus Christ and how He died for my sins. He's like, I, you know, I was I was in. So yeah. took me down into the uh, the main area, and he had four other soldiers, and. Uh, we were uh, in our PTs. It was cold. I remember it being really cold. And there was a big tin watering trough sitting down there. And he baptized us one by one in a big tin watering trough at basic training. And uh, those were the first steps um, to becoming a, a Christian. Uh, but I wasn't fully all in at that point. I mean, I very much was a seeker. I very much was a believer. Um, but my growth kind of stopped. Uh, I guess that, uh, life happened. Um, I got married, had a kid, uh, found a church, but, uh, wasn't really growing in that church a lot. Um, didn't fully understand, uh, the Bible, mm -hmm. um, kind of became what I like to call a check the box Christian 
or a surface Christian or some people considered a lukewarm Christian. Yeah. Yeah. So like basically, you know, sitting on the crapper in the morning, reading my Bible app, getting a warm fuzzy from a verse of the day, read the <laughs> Bible, check the box. Yeah. Go to church on Sunday, check the box, believe in God, believe that Jesus Christ is my savior, going to heaven, check the box. Um, needed something, prayed to God, check the box. Um, but didn't really understand repentance. Didn't really understand the Holy Spirit. Um, always just kind of shook my head and went along with it like I did know what I was talking about. You know, fake it till you make it. Um, but then that just became my lifestyle. It was yeah. more of a, uh, it's just more of a surface thing, you know. It, it was all about appearances. Um, I never had a relationship with God, a personal relationship. Uh, I was never baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um I justified my sin each and every day because I would, uh, I didn't know my Bible. I didn't read my Bible. And I always said, well, I'm not a murderer. I'm not a rapist, you know, so I, I might curse or I might drink from time to time and get drunk or I might do this or I might do that, but I'm not this or that. And I always justified my sin. So, um, I just always said, well, God will forgive me, but I didn't, didn't really understand what repentance was. Mm -hmm. Um, and I stumbled through life like that for almost a decade. Uh, but uh, I finally uh, I reached a point in my life, though, where God had other plans for me. He knew that uh, he had put me on this earth to fulfill a specific purpose. And I was so far away from that purpose that he decided to shake me up real good. He basically smoked me across the face of the two-by-four. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, it was a wake-up call uh, because I was so far away from the man that he wanted me to be that uh, it was the only way to get my attention. Um, yeah. And I did, I did finally come to Christ, uh, truly come to Christ uh, through my pain. Through yeah. my pain, I was saved uh, by faith through God's grace. Um, Never really understood that either until uh, until it came time when I needed His grace. Yeah, and uh, it built my faith. So here I am today. I guess I'm some kind of like uh, TikTok something or another because I don't <laughs> really know <laughs> TikTok evangelist. Yeah. Well, well, uh, so I'm not really even a, uh, a social media guy. I'm actually a whole different generation. Um, I don't have Facebook and I uh, don't really know what Instagram or like none of that stuff is. I just, I'm actually kind of old school. I grew up typing on one of them things they call a typewriter with a ribbon. <laughs> like, like I, I took so, typing classes on a typewriter. So you're my age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I was born in the 70s. So, yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we could be friends. So, yeah. <laughs> I am a, I'm a different generation. So I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really know what social media was all about. I didn't really care to because yeah. what I'd seen of it, it seemed like it was pretty bad stuff. Um, yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of hate, a lot of, uh, a lot of gossip, a lot of, yeah, a lot of garbage. And, um, uh, the Lord, uh, he kind of placed TikTok in my path. Um, and it's funny, originally, uh, 
it was just something to kind of uh, pass the time because yeah. I was in a place in my life where I had stopped growing as a man and stopped growing as a uh, as a Christian, stopped growing in God. I uh, I was fooling myself. I, I told myself that I had it all figured out. That uh, I had the house, the house of my dreams. I had my my uh, my dream wife, two beautiful children, um, the career that I always wanted, and uh, unfortunately, I stole the glory from God. Um, I did it for very, very many years, and uh, my biggest sin that I didn't even realize was a sin, or that I was doing it, uh, was pride. Uh, my pride led to many other sins. Like pride leads to, to bitterness, to uh, jealousy, to um, so many different things. Anger, uh, hatred, just pride is such a horrible sin. And, and people don't even realize that uh, they become prideful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I'd, I'd lived in the flesh for so many years. Um, and I always, you know, I always said, well, I, I did that. I accomplished that. Um, basically, then I joined the Army, and uh, I love the Army, but the Army teaches us that, uh, especially infantry, like someday we'll be in the worst conditions that any man could ever imagine being in. And they teach us that no matter what we're going through, we as infantrymen will get through it, we will defeat the enemy, and we will prevail. And they tear us down, and they build us up, and make us feel like we can do anything on this world, which is not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what it led to was me stealing God's glory for the last 10 years. I always said, well, I did that. I accomplished that. I bought that. I, I did this. I did that. And for so many years, I stole God's glory. And you know, I think I did it for so long that he... Uh, he kind of smoked me in the face with that two by four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it de- yeah. it definitely reminds me of a. Have you ever seen? It's like called Coach Carter, and they're at practice, and like a guy makes a shot, and he goes, "Yeah, I made that. That was me. That was cool." <laughs> and like he like the whole time he's like, he's like, "Oh, did you see that pass? I did that. That was me." And he's like, and the the team the players are looking at him like, "What are you talking about? We're doing all that." And he goes. I thought we were showboating. I thought we were all looking for the glory and like, it's all about me. It's my pride on the line here. Mm-hmm. And that was like, like what you're saying just reminded me of that, that scene of like where he's like, ah, oh, I did that. <laughs> That's all me. I, tell you, I never would have even, uh, never even would have thought about it in that perspective. If God hadn't like woken me up, yeah. um, never realized that, uh, the lies that I was telling myself never realized the, the sin that I was in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it consumed me. It really did. And unfortunately that pride, um, that pride was very deep rooted in me. And, uh, I guess better, better late than never though. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> sure. It took me a yeah. bit, but I figured it out, you know, but it was only with God's help. And so coming into my life and shaking me up. And so with what you said, uh, if you don't mind us asking, what was the pain that really switched you over to, Hey, I need to start seeking God appropriately and going after him 
Yeah, what what was the two by four? <laughs> yeah, what was the two by four? The two by four was I hit rock bottom. Um, I am active duty, so uh, I'm gone a lot, and uh, I was about to come home, and it was right around my eight year anniversary, and uh, I was planning a getaway with my wife, and. Uh, I was about to come home from my duty station and she, I called her and she let me know that she had moved out and that she had taken the kids and pretty much everything she wanted to take. And, uh, I came home to an empty house, uh, no laughter, no screaming, no yelling, no furniture. Um, (laughs) a lot of things were missing, uh, and it really uh, did a lot of things to me. It was a roller coaster ride of emotions. Um, I basically definitely hit rock bottom. I went through my stages of anger and uh, you know um, grief and just mourning and mostly anger, <laughs> um, confusion. I didn't have any uh, didn't have an answer to why. I was, I mean, I was never a bad man. I just, uh, I wasn't truly a godly man. You know, I love my wife. I love my children. I, I provided for them. Um, I never beat my wife. I never, never beat my kids and I never cheated on her. Like I was always, I mean, I was, I was loyal as a blue tick hound and, uh, I couldn't figure out why, you know, I, yeah. I gave her a good life. I gave her a good home, you know, nice vehicles, whatever, but, those aren't things that are important in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are just things of this world. And, uh, unfortunately though, my wife and I were both very much the same surface Christians. And I know that, uh, this was a part of God's plan. I know that God had recognized that both my wife and I, we weren't fulfilling our purpose for him on this earth. We weren't building the kingdom. We weren't living the good life. Um, and I know that, uh, we are blessed with free will and in her free will, I believe that she went against God's plan because I know that God is not a God of chaos. Mm-hmm. He hates divorce. Um, he is not a God who tears apart families. Um, I mean, you can see in the Bible, in the book of Malachi, how much the Lord hates divorce. You can look in the book of Matthew and see the only things that uh, the Lord even sees as justifiable for divorce. Um, And even then, the Lord would rather have you repent and reconcile. Right. But uh, I hadn't done any of those things. I hadn't um, hadn't hadn't uh, done any. I wasn't an adulterer. I no no sexual immorality. Um, I wasn't a, a believer, leaving a non-believer, uh, or vice versa. And I know that it, it's not God's plan to destroy families. But I also knew that in my my wife and her free will, that she went against His plan, and she alone will stand in judgment before Him someday. Um, but on the flip side of that. Uh, I started to grow with God. Like I said, we'll go back to where I said I'd 
hit rock bottom. So there had come a point uh, where I was so sad and I was so just bereaved and heartbroken and I felt betrayed that I reached a point where uh, I wanted to end it. Um, and I almost did. I uh, I was having a rough night. Uh, my wife and I really got into it. Um, she had lied to me, and uh, basically she gave me her word that when she first moved out, I didn't know what she was doing, whether she was going to divorce me or what. But she gave me her word that if she was going to go to a, uh, a divorce lawyer, that she would give me a heads up first so I could prepare myself. And um, instead of doing that, she just uh, called me one night and said, well, the paperwork on, is on its way. Um, and we, we had some choice words. I had uh, moments of anger and outbursts of anger. Uh, by no means was I ever a perfect man. By no means was I ever a perfect husband, but I know I was not a bad man, and I know I was not a bad husband. Yeah. Um, so uh, that night, I was very selfish in my thinking, and uh, I wanted to end it. I literally stood up, walked across the room um, to get my pistol. And uh, I had a plan to burn the house down around me and just uh, eat a bullet. It was uh, pretty bad. I'd already I'd committed to it. I knew that uh, I had a plan. And uh, I started to walk across the room. And on my wall to my left are just probably 20, 30 pictures of my family and my kids and my wife. And I stopped dead in my tracks and I looked at that. And uh, in the middle of those pictures, there's a, a cross that I had placed on the wall uh, about a week prior because it, it's kind of strange. Like the Lord started to work in my life and started placing people in my life immediately. Um, and I didn't realize it. I didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, but he, he has been with me through this entire process. And he placed people in my life at very specific times and planted seeds into my, into my soul where I literally realized that I didn't have a single cross hanging in my entire house. I've lived in this house for almost six years. So I went out and I bought some crosses. And I put one up in the middle of our collages and then I put one up on the opposite wall. And as I was walking across the room to take my own life, I noticed these crosses. And I'm standing in between both of them. And I don't, I don't really know if I can explain the feeling or what overcame me, but I knew that it was wrong. Um, it was the, I believe it was the, the first time that I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit convicting me to, um, to repent. Um, wow. I understood that how selfish it was and what I was doing. And uh, I stopped and I went back and I sat down and I started thinking about it. And I just kind of, I was in this weird place. Mind you, this was like 
two, maybe three weeks after my wife had already left. So I hadn't slept in almost three weeks. I didn't mm. sleep at all. I was a zombie, um, just wandering around. So I wasn't really a right mind. And then uh, I had to go back to duty. So uh, the next day, I, uh, I put my uniform on and uh, I went back to duty. I put in some leave to kind of take some time to get my head together. And the next day was miserable. Um, my first day back, it was miserable. Um, I was absolutely just in pain and depressed and, and, and miserable. And uh, that was for the entire day. And then I woke up two days later with this feeling of peace. Um, I can't really explain it, but uh, I felt very peaceful. Um, and I started getting into my Bible, and I knew that I needed to be in my Bible. I started talking to God more. Um, and throughout this process, the, the Lord, like I said, has been placing people very strategically in my in my path, which led me to a new church. Um, and uh, the first day that I walked through the doors of that place, um, I could feel the Holy Spirit. I didn't realize it then or what it was. But that was the first first time I'd walked through that church, through those doors, and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit that day. Wow. I didn't understand what was going on. I could barely stand up. I mean, I had just DNA all over me. I was just a wreck. And I'm not a man who <laughs> used to cry, ever. Um, even in death, I, I never really cried over the, the loss of friends or family or like, you know, I've seen friends die and I couldn't bring myself to cry. Um, but being in that church, I just, it's like I couldn't turn off the waterworks. Like, yeah. snot just hanging out of my, I felt like I was coming out of the gas chamber. I had so much snot dripping from my nose. Like, <laughs> it just, it was, I, my knees got weak. There were multiple times when I had to sit down because I thought I was going to fall down, but it wasn't a bad feeling. It was a, it was an overwhelming feeling. Um, didn't really understand what was going on. Didn't really know what to do. I just went with it and just, yeah, I was baptized in the Holy spirit. The first time I walked through the doors of that church. Um, and, uh, I knew from that day forward um, what I needed to do. I needed to listen to that voice that I was hearing. Um, because the Lord, I know this sounds crazy, and I never, I always heard of people talking to God. I always heard of miracles. Never really thought that I would be the man that, that would ever experience them or that would ever talk to God. I mean, I shouldn't say it sounds crazy, but from coming from a, from a seeker's perspective who didn't know the Lord, um, you know, those were just things you always heard about. You heard about people talking to God. You always heard about miracles or miraculous right. things happening. And you don't, I mean, as a seeker, you don't expect it to happen to you if you don't know the Lord. Well, um, God has been relentless in my life. Um, he has spoken to me. He has spoken through me. He has shown himself to me in ways that, I mean, they're just, miraculous ways things that you it can only be god like there's no way to, other way to explain the things that, that i've experienced in the last just 
six months. Um, he has been relentless in my life. At every turn, he has guided me and led me to this very moment as we sit. Um, and in this journey, I have strengthened them. I have, I have strengthened my re, my personal relationship with God to a point where I understand when it's God's voice, when it's the enemy, mm. or when it's my voice. Um, yeah. And I, I never really realized. I tell you what, like it was almost like I was on uh, I was on the fast track. At first, it seemed like it was happening all too quick. That it was surreal. I didn't even think it was real. I actually, I honestly thought it was the devil at first because I was like, how could I? be going through this moment of pain where uh, this is the worst thing that I could ever imagine happening to me, yet I feel peace and I feel joy in my heart. Yeah, yeah. How, how could this happen? Like, how could this literally happen so quickly? And is this really God talking to me? Is this really God directing me? Um, and it was, though, because the one time that the Lord came to me in his quiet, subtle way, and he told me to do something. My pride got in the way, and I didn't do it. Like, I was in the middle of prayer. Yeah, I was in the middle of prayer, and the Lord told me to do something. And I was like, no, that wasn't God. That was just, that was, no. <laughs> that, that, that very day. I've never I, done that. Have you ever done that? I've never done that. No, <laughs> I've never done that. So, <laughs> well, the crazy part is, though, the exact same thing that God told me to do that day with my wife, I didn't do it. And it turned into one of the nastiest, just worst fights um, over the exact thing that God told me to do that I didn't do. Can I ask you what what was that? Yeah. Because, I mean, there's plenty of people that think it could be something. Like, because I I know for me, like, God will be like, hey, maybe you should just go pick that flower and give it to your wife. And then I don't, and she's like, you just you never do anything for me sometimes. And you're like, dang it, God. Like, you're right. Like, you told me to get the flower, and I was like, that's probably just me so, being stupid about a flower. <laughs> so it had to do with, uh, it had to deal with, uh, so basically she wanted, she had a lawyer. She wanted me to sign a provisional custody agreement. Um. And I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about law. I didn't have a lawyer. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to sign something I don't know anything about. And honestly, like in reading it, I don't like what it says. I don't, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm not a dummy. So I was like, no. And, uh, I was talking to God about it actually, uh, for guidance. And he said, just, well, he put it very plainly, um, and I kind of had to decipher what it meant, but he said it three times, which I should have known that it was him when he continued <laughs> to say the same thing. And I kept saying, no, that wasn't, that wasn't God. <laughs> no, no, I don't do uh, he told me just to love her. Um, and I, and the first time I heard it, I was like, no, that was, just, that was what, no, I'm just, I don't know why. You know, I kept praying and then, I heard it again. I heard it a third time. And I didn't really understand what it meant. Um, and it was right around Father's Day. Yeah. And she refused to let me have my kids on Father's Day unless I signed this document. And I didn't know anything about this document, and I was refusing to do it. Um, and it turned into a big, nasty fight. Um, 
And the, the crazy part is, is like, I was talking to God about what I should do about it. And he told me just to love her. And in my mind, that meant just help her be at peace, love her. I, I didn't really know what it meant at the time. Um, and then the crazy part is, is throughout this entire journey, there have been multiple times when I, I talked to God and asked for, for guidance. He gave me the exact same answer, love her. And throughout this process, I thought that meant love her as a husband. And what I learned later, though, is that that wasn't what he was telling me. He was telling me to love her in a godly love. Yeah. To forgive her, to love her. Um, it didn't mean, like, let her just continually walk all, yeah. walk all over me and use me as a doormat, which is what I was doing. Um but it meant to, to love her in a godly way. Um, and I tell you what, I left it at the altar. And I firmly believe, and I know in my heart, that the Lord is working in her. I have never given up faith that the Lord will make my family whole again. Yep. That my, the Lord is restoring my marriage. And the crazy, well, I guess I shouldn't say crazy. What other people would think it would be crazy is that I have seen changes in my wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have seen like there's been those God moments that it couldn't be anything but God and it was him working like I, I know I talk about all these God moments I got a whole journal that I, I, I write them down all the time because it's part of my testimony I don't ever want to forget them and they're so miraculous it's like that couldn't be anything but God Yeah, and through this entire time he has always at every time of when I would start to slip or I would fall or I would uh, doubt he would reassure me in these crazy miraculous ways and it's like you know what God's got me as long as I'm obedient to him so what are some of those some are some what are some of those moments those like God moments the God moments I I love to hear the God moments because yeah amen there's no other way to explain it than that was a God moment you know I love the God moments. I tell you what, they they give me the Holy Spirit kills. That's what I call them. It's when you <laughs> yeah, all think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. got just thinking about them. It makes me feel good. Uh, uh, well, let's see here. Um, I guess uh, one of my favorites is just the power in the name of Jesus Christ. Yep. There is mm-hmm. power yep. just in the name of Jesus Christ. So uh, I was about to go to training, and I had to be on the road quite a bit. So uh, my car, I, I got a brand-new car, 2020, needed a, needed to change the oil. And I wanted to do it before I drove on this long journey. And, uh, of course, they make these new cars these days so uh, a fellow can't get under and work on them without, like, special tool or having to right. take the dealership or whatever. And I'm just <laughs> – angry i'm underneath this thing and it's it's in the evening time i'm busting knuckles i'm bleeding i can't get the stinking oil filter to even like i can't even get a tool on the oil filter to even like bite on it like it was just it was wreaking havoc on me because i couldn't get any leverage on it they literally had this big piece of plastic and like it took a special tool to fit in this tiny little hole to get up around this oil filter i tried three different oil filter tools couldn't make any headway I'm laying under the car, and my wife calls me. And I don't even remember what she laid into me about, but, boy, she got into me. And it gave me anxiety. No, so here's the thing. I have never had an anxiety attack in my life. It literally gave me so much anxiety, I couldn't breathe. 
like she just lit into me and I'm laying under this car just like freaking out because I can't breathe. I've got anxiety. My wife is just lighting into me. And, you know, at, at this time I was still being a doormat. So I wasn't really like giving any pushback. I just, I just took it. And, uh, so obviously at the, by this time the Lord had placed, you know, other brothers in Christ in my life. So I started hitting the phone. I started calling him like after I got off the phone my wife, trying to like find somebody to talk to. And I'm sending out text messages, calling, can't get a hold of anybody. And then I finally, finally sent out a, a, a text to my, my brother, Steve. And he was like, Hey man, give me a minute. I'll call you back. You just hang in there. And I'm laying under this car, just having anxiety. Can't talk. And I can't breathe. Like my chest is so tight. Like I didn't know what was going on. My, it felt like my heart was racing. Um, and mind you, I was already flustered because I can't get anything to work with this, this oil filter. Um, I was literally ready to take a screwdriver and punch it through the side of that bad boy and start twisting and hope, hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> hope that it worked out. Like, I was, I was frustrated. So anyways, my buddy Steve calls me, and uh, he reads me a little scripture, and then he prays over me, and it calms me down. Um, we talked for a minute, and... Uh, he was like, "Hey, man." He's like, "You're running out of sunlight, man. You better, uh, you better get on it. You better quit yapping with me and uh, give me a call back later. Let me know how you're doing. I want to see how your anxiety is doing or whatever. Uh, we can talk a little bit later. But you better get to working on your your car." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm running out of sunlight, whatever." And uh, he's like, "Hey, man, try something." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "All right, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I want you with pure conviction, with true conviction in your voice and in your heart." I want you to say, in the name of Jesus Christ, break free. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> Whatever, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've literally been busting my knuckles. I can't even get this thing to budge. I'm like, all right, man, shut up. And he's like, no, seriously. He's like, do me a favor. He's like, take a breath. He's like, get off the phone, and I want you to say, with pure conviction in your heart, in the name of Jesus Christ, break free. And I was like, all right, man, whatever. Later, man. I'll talk to you later. So I, I climb under the car, and I'm like, you know what? What can it hurt? You can't hurt those. I mean, I've tried everything else. Right. Uh, and uh, I said, you know, I took a breath, and I thought about it, and I got I got all this gusto in me, and I, and I said it out loud. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, break free. And I reached up there with my hand and twisted it off like a hot knife through butter. It literally just <laughs> twisted off. And I stopped in my tracks. I had the Holy Spirit chills down my spine. I was absolutely in awe of what had just happened. So I instantly called my buddy Steve. He's like, I know. He's like, it came off, didn't it? I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I said it. I said it, and that thing just twisted right off. He's like, I told you, man, there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I had one of those God moments where I was like, "That's insane!" Because I'm not—I'm not saying I'm a big buff dude, but I'm pretty strong. And I try—I couldn't get my—I couldn't get my hand on that thing. I couldn't get any like I couldn't get it to so much as budge. And I even had like a pair of freaking channel locks out on that bad boy, and I could not get it to budge. But the minute that I said, "In the name of Jesus Christ, break free," it twisted right off. That was one of the God moments. Um, but then, like, there's there's other little God moments. Like, uh, I prayed over. Uh, so here's the crazy part. And uh, right now, as I was going through this divorce, I had two other active duty buddies, both sergeants, 
both been married for five plus years, both had two kids. At the same time, their wives decided to do the same thing and uh, divorce them, um, take their kids and leave. And uh, I was trying to lift them up and I was trying to help them out uh, at the same time while I was dealing with the same thing. But they were they were very much still seekers. They didn't have a relationship with God. So I knew that, it, that the, what the Lord wanted me to do to try to help them build their relationship with him um, and, and, and kind of move them in their journey. Like, I understand that it, it's not, uh, I was basically just a vessel. Um, yeah. So the one guy, he, uh, he actually runs, I don't know if you all, like most people don't know what the deer station is, but it's basically the, uh, it's the ID station that builds our, uh, our cat cards, which is our like identification cards. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's like this big, uh, it's this big system that's nationwide. Um, and these, these cards, they're, uh, they're highly sensitive. Um, you're talking about like the so, white cards with the chip. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I needed a new one because I, I'd gotten promoted and I had my old rank on it and I called this guy and I said, Hey man, I'm going to be in the area at your duty station. You mind making me a card? Cause he was, he was one of the guys that runs the station and he was like, man, he was like, you can come up, but, uh, nationwide, the deer's software has been down and we haven't been able to produce ID cards for two days. Well, I had to go to his duty station anyway for something else. Um, I get there, and that was the first time I'd learned that he was going through a divorce. Um, we got to talking about it. Uh, and basically, we went down to the, the ID, ID station, and he was telling me you know, his story and what was going on. And um, I started inquiring about his relationship with God. Uh, and just, you know, where he was at. I knew that he was a believer. I knew he was a believer. Um, but I didn't know where he was, where, you know, with his personal relationship with God. Um, yeah. as I was sitting in this deer station, I don't know. Well, actually I do know it was the Lord. Um, the Holy spirit came to me and kind of guided me to do something. And I, I wish I could explain. It's hard to explain the things that God does, like I, the hard part is explaining the Holy spirit and how I feel or like how I'm like, how, like how he speaks to me. Cause it's so subtle. And like, if I didn't have such a strong relationship with him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hear him. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, the Lord put it upon me to pray over this station. And it was a moment to kind of like give this young man some faith. Um, so we had tried to get this system up and running multiple times, and it failed, as per usual. Uh, they called the, they called the help desk, and the help desk said, "Yes, there's a nationwide out, outage of the of the software or whatever or of the system." And I looked at my friend and I said, "Look, man," and this was after we talked about you know the divorce or whatever and where he was with God. Yeah. I said, "Look, man, what I want you to do, I want you to give me a minute. Give me a minute." And then you're going to make me an ID card and I'll tell you a story. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, well, I was like, just give me a minute and then you're going to make me an ID card and I'll tell you a story. And he's like, okay, whatever, man. Shut up, dude. What are, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I closed my eyes and I prayed over this, this cat card station 
I prayed over the prayed over the computer um, with pure conviction in my heart um, in the name of Jesus Christ, and he started the process. And he's like, "Whoa!" He's like, "Hey, it's uh, we're we're like we actually made some progress." He's like, "You know, two more steps, and we might actually be able to make you a card." And I was like, "I know." I said, "Make <laughs> me a card, and I will tell you a story." Um. <laughs> So we're sitting there, and he's just like baffled, just blown away that the that the, the software is working, the computer's working. And next thing you know, he produces an ID card. Um, they hadn't been able to do that for days. Uh, and he's like, "All right, man." He's like, "I gotta know." He's like, "I don't know how that works." He's like, but "What's this story?" I was like, "Well, I was like, I, you know, I I prayed over this, and in the name of Jesus Christ, I." I I prayed over this system and I wanted it. I wanted it to show you the power in just the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he was like, that's crazy. And I was like, no man, I'm dead serious. And then I told him the story about the oil filter. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was blown away by that. And he was just like, he, he stopped for a minute and he, he started thinking about like, this wasn't even, this, this shouldn't even have happened. And I was like, is there any other way that that could be anything other than God? And it kind of planted that seed. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, he never, I talked to him later and he tried to make a card for another guy afterwards and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, and I'm hoping, like, those are those God moments that, that I, I firmly believe that God was using me um, to plant those seeds in yeah. someone else. Yeah. Um, there, there's been so many of those, like, so. I love the infantry. I love the army. Uh, but it can be a, a sinful place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know. I haven't really met a lot of men of, of conviction that uh, are open with their faith, that are really willing to uh, share their faith. Um, but uh, what I do know is that since I have been made anew, since my salvation, I learned that I am right where the Lord wants me to be. Yeah, uh, I've learned that I can be a light in the darkness, and the Lord has placed many soldiers in my path um, to just lead them to the light. Um, just so many more God moments that I had to write in my journal because, like, just these—it's just these crazy, miraculous things that happen, um, and it made me realize that I'm—I'm I'm right where God wants me to be. Um, kind of like TikTok, like I was saying, I'm not really a uh, tech savvy person or a uh, social media person, but the Lord placed me there. The Lord decided to take my little account and blow it up. And I know that the Lord wouldn't give me more than I can handle, mm-hmm. but it's literally like a full time job. Um, I find myself on my knees praying more than I do anything throughout the day. Uh, <laughs> I find myself in my Bible, which it's not a bad thing, mind you. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all, uh, but um, it keeps me uh, <laughs> it keeps me moving in the right direction. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, because I'm that person that if somebody asks for prayer, I'm not going to say, "Yeah, brother, I'll pray for you." I get down on my knees and I pray for them in that yeah. very moment that they need that prayer. Yeah. Um, and I tell you. Uh, it's, it's, it's really opened my eyes to a, 
whole different, um, I guess, just uh, way of life. Um, now I know that just in my, my journey and in my walk with God, I, I mean, I, I try to, I think of God in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything that I think, say, feel, and do, I try to do in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I'm not completely versed in my Bible. I, I mean, I have to write like, I have to like, like my Bible looks like a freaking, I don't know. <laughs> it looks like a rainbow. <laughs> like I use like multiple colored, uh, like highlighters and tabs and I scribble in the margins and everything else just because like, uh, I am, I am new. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know I don't, what I'm doing. I don't know if any of I us do. <laughs> but honestly, what I'm doing is I'm just letting the Lord lead me. Yeah. Um, my posts on TikTok aren't just because I'm like, oh, this seems like a good thing. That I, or like, what can I talk about today? No, the Lord basically just, I mean, sometimes I'll just flip my Bible open. Yeah, and right yeah. there is the verse that applies to my testimony or to what I got going on that I need to tell the world. Yeah, uh, or even when I'm goofing around, like I mean, not all my TikToks are all like serious, like scripture reading and testimony. Like I have some fun ones. Don't get me wrong; they're all yeah. very, uh, very godly posts. Like, and I pray to the Lord each and every day that um, He gives me the wisdom to to be able to understand the context and and the. Uh, um, just what I'm, what I'm reading and what I am uh, sharing and how I'm sharing it. Uh, because like I said, I don't know. What, I mean, I feel like I'm like a, I'm like a toddler Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing like my, my, my pull up pants still. And I talked to my pastor about it because uh, I wasn't seeking validation, but I was kind yeah. of seeking confirmation uh, mm-hmm. from my pastor. And I, I was like, well, the Lord kind of threw this on me, and I went from having 400 followers to having thousands of followers yeah. within like just days. And I was like, I was like, Pastor, I don't really know if I'm equipped for this. I don't know if I'm the right man for this. Like, <laughs> I, I'm such a new Christian. He's like, and he explained it to me that there's a reason why the Lord uses these new, newly saved Christians. Um, yeah, because we are on fire for Him. Because you don't know and, any better yet. No. <laughs> yeah. And he, and, he, and he just got done trimming all the fat. Like, he cut all that stuff out of my life yeah, that yeah. needed to be cut out so that yeah. I could serve his purpose and, and, and do his will. Like, all that pride, all that sin. Like, he took that out of me, and he took it out of me quick. Um, like, I, I always used to struggle with uh, anger. And then I, I realized just by reading my Bible that anger is not the sin. It's what you do in your anger that becomes the sin. It's the angry outburst. It's the bitterness. It's the dwelling in the anger that is the sin. Even Jesus became angry. I never realized that. When I used to pray, I'd be like, Dear Lord, forgive me for my anger. Make me make me not such an angry person. But I, it's okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. It's not okay to sin in your anger. Yeah. And I never realized that. Didn't even, had no clue. Um but that's 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 a part of like getting into the living word of God. Like you gotta get in your Bible, you gotta read, you gotta understand the word of God, you gotta study the Bible every single day. Yeah. Um and I, I never realized. I was telling and, George about uh 
the video you you told me you did, and then I was Which like one? the the one where you told your story, because me and you had talked, and you're like, hey, uh, I decided to put my story on on TikTok, and I was like, I watched it, and I was like, George, all of a sudden it blew up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it went from like, uh. You're like, you even were like, it was just a little bit. And then all of a sudden I look back and it is already at like 10,000 views. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I didn't even really tell a lot of my, my story. Just, just a little just bit. A glimpse. A little, yeah. little, little piece of the testimony. Next thing you know, I got another video that's just going insane and causing all this, like, just comments and controversy and, and just people. I mean, like, I wish I could say that it was me, but it's not. Yep. All glory to God. Yeah. Um, Amen. I have so many people reach out to me and say, thank you. I needed that right in that moment that I saw that. And I'm like, you need to thank the Lord. He is amazing. He placed this in your path. I didn't do this. He did yeah. this. Yeah. And um, it's just like, it's crazy because like, I get a lot of hate too. Whew, there's some hateful people out there. <laughs> Remember I told you they are trolls? <laughs> yeah, yeah the trolls. I learned what a troll was. I'm like, I'm a kid. Yeah, remember you telling me that? No clue what a troll is. Yeah. But, but uh, these like so like these people that like nine out of ten times when like the first time I got hate, uh, my pride kind of filled up inside of me, and I was like, oh no, he didn't. Oh, I need to get the Bible. I need to throw some scripture in his face. I need Argh! made me so angry, and I was like, ooh, instantly the Holy Spirit discernment kicked in and the lord was like no knucklehead love them and i was like what and i'm sitting there thinking i just want to i just want to throw the scripture in their face and rebuke them and like no and i'm like all right fine all right god you know it's funny like i talk to god like he's like my bro because he is (laughs) yeah right i mean mean, he's my father don't get me wrong i don't want to i'm not i'm not trying to disrespect the lord at all but i talked to him um as a friend, uh, I, I firmly believe that the Lord is, is my friend. Um, and I, I try to be obedient. I do, I do catch myself. Um, well, I wouldn't say arguing, but <laughs> I have those moments where I'm like, really God, because more times than not, I don't understand why the Lord tells me to do things or more times than not. I'm resistant to um, what he tells me to do because it's like, that can't be right. Why would I do that? But then uh, that first time that he came to me and, and the Holy Spirit overwhelmed me and said, love them, I, I, I sent back a message like, uh, hey, brother, it, it's okay. I'll pray for you. I love you, and so does Jesus loves you. And nine out of ten times, it stops the hate. I don't hear anything else yeah. back from it. But that one out of ten times, it's usually that person is real hateful, like, your God doesn't exist, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, man, it's cool, man. I love you, man. I'll pray for you. Those are the ones that one out of ten times where they're like, what? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I said, I love you, man. And they're like, well, you're the first Christian to ever treat me that way. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then next thing you know, that one out of ten becomes a follower. I have I have pagan followers. I have, I have non-believers, believers, atheists, Muslims, like, I have all these different people from all these different walks of life that may originally start off with hate. And then I don't know, uh, 
next thing you know, I see that they're following me. Um, and it's, it's amazing what, what God can do. Um, it's amazing. What, like just when you show his, his love, what he does, like, um, I don't know if you've seen it's pastor Paul on TikTok, right? Yeah. Yeah. And his yeah. whole thing is choose love. And absolutely, he's, he's done the same thing. You know, he's a little, a little older, but he's done the same thing like you just choosing to love people. And yeah. people don't, people don't know what to do with that. They don't. They really you know? don't. Like, what, do you, what do you mean you love me? For what? <laughs> you know, and people are like, especially like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Especially, it seems like the younger generation, like, well, what do you love me for? Why? What did I do to, to earn that? Or what did I do to, you know, yeah. how, I just love what are you, man. what are you getting out of this? You know, not, not a, yeah. nothing. I just, I just love you, man. Just want I don't to, have to agree want with you to know that you're loved. <laughs> you know? I love you, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Um, but I mean, Honestly, though, like before, before the Lord entered my life and uh, just turned me upside down, uh, I didn't understand what love was. Mm-hmm. Um, the love that I knew was a worldly love. Yeah. Um, the love that I knew was um, a love that led to sin, a love that um, was very superficial. Yeah. Um, you know, boxes of chocolates and uh, romance and like. That's what I thought love was. I thought it was uh, soulmates. <laughs> but uh, no. no, that's not what love is. Um, love is like First uh, Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. That's what love is. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I tell you, I learned a lot about uh, how and who I need to be for God just by diving into my Bible. Mm-hmm. Something that I'd never really done. Like, sure, I was reading it in basic training, but honestly, in basic training, I was so worked over and smoked that I, I, I don't even think I knew my which way was up or which way was down through the whole thing. Um, because infantry training is it's it's rigorous and it uh, it was tough. And I know that the Bible gave me moments where I could find relief, um, but I I didn't really it didn't really didn't soak in, you know, like it didn't really like, uh, it's not like, I, I guess, I guess when I try to read the Bible before, I didn't really, I didn't have just the Holy spirit Yeah, <laughs> and it was hard to read and it was mm-hmm. hard to understand or hard to even like stay interested in it. Um, I know that sounds bad, but, uh, before, before I was baptized in the Holy spirit, I just, uh, I struggled with reading the Bible and now I can't get enough of it. Um, it's, <laughs> It's, it's like our roadmap to uh, here on earth to, to get to the kingdom and to build the kingdom. So, yeah, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the term. Um, my dad likes to say it, but uh, the Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. Yes. And I, when I, whenever I hear that, you know, I love it. I've I never think, heard it, but I love it. <laughs> I like, I think, uh, I don't know why, but I, I think, of that in, in like a military term, like, a, a, like yeah, well, basic instructions before everything. Right. Yeah. And it, so like when I hear that, I always think for some reason, I always connect that with military. So when you're uh, saying like, yeah, basic instructions before leaving uh, earth, 
Um, I am definitely going to use that one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, there, there's, there's another acronym that I like to use, and it throws people off. It's uh, um, STD. I tell people, hey, you got a, you got an STD, and they're like, what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a spiritually transmitted demon. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I think I do have an STD. I'm like, I told you, you got an STD. You got a spiritually transmitted demon that you need to fight off and that you need to resist, and you need to look to God for strength. And they're like, okay, you're right. I do. I've got these demons. And, yeah. And, I mean— I learned a lot about, like, I never realized how, how much, um, so being a convicted Christian is the easy part, um, as far as like, because I'm excited about God and about, um, it, it, it that's not the work. The work is for me is the, the spiritual warfare that we are fighting mm-hmm. every single day, because I lived in the flesh for so many years, um, that, you know, it's, it, it's, we're human. We are sinful. Um, and it's, it, we will slip. We will fall. I, I understand that. There is, <laughs> the only perfect human being to ever walk this earth is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I, I know that um, every day, every day, every chance the devil gets, every chance that the enemy gets to use your weakness, to use your, your, your flaws against you, he will try. Yeah. And then, so you're fighting that battle with the devil every day, but then you're also fighting a civil war with yourself between your your human being and your spiritual being um, because we get so wrapped up in the emotions of the earth and of, of, of other people and validation and this, that, and the other that we, we take our eyes off the prize. Um, well, at least me, because I'm so new to the Lord, it's real easy to like, and then I, I, I realize that I'm like, oh, what am I doing? It's not about, it's not about that. It's about God. Like, yeah. I need to live in, in faith and not in fear or, um, I guess it's getting easier for me. The more that I grow with God before I, when I first, um, started to, in this relationship with God, I'd catch myself, um, slipping, like really letting the devil in and, and giving him some ground. Um, and I gave him his power basically, um, because I would get so wrapped. Now I literally find myself, pronouncing it out loud get out of my head devil you are not welcome here (laughs) yeah i mean i will literally like i'll have a thought and i'll be like you get out of my head and uh it's uh it helps me i don't know it's just something i do i know it seems silly but um literally i understand the 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 battles that we fight um and i understand that uh like we're at war with ourselves we really are um but so I guess the way that I started looking at it is uh, our time on this earth is such a very short and small, minuscule amount of time in comparison to our time in eternity. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we got to stop focusing on this itty bitty piece of time. Yeah, um, and start focusing on what what will last forever. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a big big eye opener for me. Have Have um, you ever? Uh, I, I, I guarantee you've seen it because if you used one of the typewriters with a ribbon, uh, you, you know how they have the, the paper that you, you pull off the sides of them. Yeah. And so, uh, there's a pastor named, uh, Francis Chan. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Uh, he, he wrote a book called, is it little, not love dare. It's 
I don't know. Something about love. And, like, he's an awesome pastor that I really like. And uh, he had one of those all across this room. And he goes, hey, guys, this is your life right here. And it's about, like, an inch of that little piece of that torn off paper. And he goes, and all that around the room is your eternity. (laughs) He goes, goes, but this little piece determines that big piece. And he goes, so so if you're going to throw it away and think this is the most important piece – it is important because it determines that, but it's not the most important because you need to make sure you're right with God and not right with man because that doesn't matter. Something like that. Yeah. But you reminded me of uh, the Bible verse, uh, Romans 12, two, do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to, Test and improve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And, like, Amen. the whole time you were talking about it, I was like, man, <laughs> you are that verse. <laughs> you, you are living that verse right now uh, with your testimony and how you were a certain way and then you became a lukewarm Christian and then kind of went off and then God was preparing you step by step for what was going to be this really heartache that you're still working through, which I think sometimes as Christians or whoever's listening to this sometimes can be like, well, they all haven't put together. No, <laughs> like we all go through struggles. We all go yeah. through pains and, and it takes, it's a process sometimes. And Absolutely. some people think that, Oh no, you're, you're just good. Cause there is people that can go, Hey, I was smoking cigarettes on Tuesday on Wednesday. I was healed of, and never wanted a cigarette again for 10 years. And you're like, that's awesome. (laughs) You're like, but that's not my story. (laughs) Like, that's not everybody's story. It's not. I I know. Yeah. Like, so, my question, I got a question for you um, about your timeline. Like, so where, from that moment that you were ready to end it all to where you're at now, how how long of a journey has that been? Six months. So, wow. so in the, in the, in, the, in six months time, the Lord identified every single idol that I had in my life mm-hmm. and the Lord removed every single idol from my life. Every single, and, and a lot of people confuse, I like when they think of idolatry, they think of like, you know, worshiping like a, some stone carving or something, but, Idolatry can be obviously anything that you place higher than God. Yeah. Um, so I was a good old boy. Uh, I know Asian country boy. That's kind of weird. People used to call me the raisin. <laughs> but they call me the, they call me the raisin, the, the redneck Asian. <laughs> if, if, if you guys could see a picture of me in high school, I used to wear Stetsons and Wranglers and these wild Wrangler shirts and a big old silver belt buckle. But anyways, all that aside, went off on a tangent, raisin. Anyways, <laughs> so, uh, so I used to, um, I used to chew tobacco. Um, I started when I was real young on the hay wagon because uh, it kept your mouth wet. We'd, mm-hmm. we'd chew like Levi, uh, Levi Garrett or like Red Man, you know. And then it became the cool thing to do as a kid, you know. Back in the day, it was like Kodiak and Cherry Skull. Well, that became a habit. Um, 
I very much, I was a smoker for 13 years, but I chewed, I chewed tobacco for 31 years. Wow. 31 years of my life. Yeah, I know. Well, the crazy part is, is that through this six month journey where the Lord identified the idols and, and, and just flipped my world upside down. Um, and basically I, I realized that tobacco was an idol in my life. I hid it from my wife when I was married. Um, I get stressed out, throw a chew in. Uh, like, I definitely placed it higher than God. And I was like, there's no way I can quit doing this right now. I'm literally going through the worst thing that I've ever gone through. Like, I could, the worst thing I could ever imagine is having my family ripped from me, mm-hmm. taken away from me. Um, there's no way. I need, I need tobacco in my life. I need, it, I need that calming sensation. I need that fix. And the Lord came to me and just kind of opened my eyes. And I guess in talking with him, he, he, I knew that he was getting me through, through the heartache and through the mourning and through the, the grieving. And I was like, you know, if God can get me through this, a stupid nicotine addiction, like that's, that's nothing compared yeah. to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to, quit chewing tobacco uh, for the first time in my life in 31 years uh, in a time when I think when I would think that I would need it the most yeah yeah uh, in that time I quit quit drinking alcohol uh, quit cursing which mind you as an infantryman like we uh, <laughs> we basically uh, we have mouths like truck drivers because uh, we just always figured you know that's just a part of the culture. And then I realized that I can still insert boot in rear without dropping F bombs and <laughs> being, you know, being that guy. I can still I can still shove my boot so far up Joe's rear that my boot laces are hanging out of his nose without cursing to him. So man. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm just saying I, 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 sometimes Joe needs needs a boot in the rear. Uh, but I don't I don't have to degrade him. I don't have to um, curse at him. I don't have to call him names, but uh, I can still get my point across, you know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the Lord. That's why at first it felt so. I was just kind of blown away that it's only been six months. Like that, the Lord has literally taken me from being a sinful, sinful, prideful man to a. I guess the only way I can put it is an obedient child of God. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, I am trying to be obedient in, in all that I do. Um. I thank the Lord for every breath in my lungs. Um, I live in a what a place of joy that I I can't. I mean, you can't really know it uh, because everybody's journey and everybody's joy is different. Like the joy that the Lord has placed in me is just. Whew, I wish I could explain it. I mean, everybody can have it, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that I'm sure that plenty of people do. I just. Uh, I know that uh, uh, it's hard for me to to like explain it in words um, because I don't even um, fully understand it. Like I said, I'm still kind of a baby baby Christian, <laughs> one of the toddler Christians with the pull ups on. Uh, <laughs> but um, and that's the thing. Like I didn't. I've never put any any of that out on TikTok because um, I may not. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess my pastor kind of told me, he's like, so when I went to him for confirmation, he said, one, 
don't speak of things that you don't know of. And I was like, that's good advice, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> he, uh, he told me, he's like, I wouldn't necessarily tell people that you are so new in your salvation. And uh, don't speak of things that you don't, uh, you don't know of. Um, and just let him guide you. And I said, okay, I can do that. And that's what I've been doing. Uh, just the Lord has, he puts verses in my path. Um, there's been times when I just open the Bible up and I'm like, Hey, look at that. That's a TikTok right there. <laughs> and I pull out my phone, like you'll look at some of my TikToks, and I'm, li- I mean, some of them, I literally still have the sleep in my eyes. I can barely open my eyes. I'm sitting here in my robe. My hair's all nappy and I can barely see the, the pages in my Bible. And the Lord put something on me, and I'm like, uh, where is it at? And I start talking and film. <laughs> but I, 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 don't, I don't care what I look like. There's been times where I literally wake up in the morning, and either a verse or um, just a thought is on my mind, and I instantly come out here, get my Bible, and make a TikTok. Like, if you guys have ever, you, I mean, obviously, you've been on my page. You've seen some of them. Yeah. I look pretty rough. <laughs> I don't think you look rough, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's rough for me. Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, yeah, so I just basically let the Lord lead. Even even my goofy ones, like today, I, I just got done with a two hour workout, and I was smoked. I was like, oh man, that that was awesome. That felt great. Uh, glory to God. Uh, my, my body is my temple. You know, the Holy Spirit. And I was like, look, right there. I was like, that's a TikTok. <laughs> so I was like, well, how am I going to do that? So I was like, all right, what's the verse? I was like, I think it's in 1 Corinthians, and I got in the 1 Corinthians, and I found it. And I was like, well, how am I going to make this into a TikTok, that one that can maybe potentially get somebody's attention to spread the word? Because mm, yeah. it's not always all about attention, but, you know, this younger generation, sometimes they need something silly or something different. Um, yeah. My, mind you, like most of my most of my TikToks are just me reading scripture and implementing a little bit of testimony without them even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but uh, today I was like, well, shoot, I should just stack a bunch of weight on this here hex bar and uh, go to town and just you know, glory to God. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you watched. Yeah, I think you watched it. I think you liked it today. Yeah, but I about I about ate the ground because I was so smoked that <laughs> I probably shouldn't have stacked that much weight on there. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it, it wasn't about it wasn't about me. It was about about glorifying God. Mm. It was about uh, just, you know, understanding and knowing that uh, that we we are created in the likeness of God. Yeah. Uh, and we we need to we need to take care of ourselves, you know? It, it it is it is where the Holy Spirit resides. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it was just put on my heart. So then I made a tech talk about it. Uh, that's that's basically how my TikToks come about. Like, I don't say, well, every day at 10 o'clock, I'm going to sit down and make a TikTok today. I'm going to open my Bible. I'm going to find a verse. I'm going to read about it. No, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's just like, I don't know, like even the silly ones. Like there was one Friday night. I uh, So I stopped drinking, but I still like to taste the beer, right? So I, I, uh, I buy non-alcoholic beer because it still tastes delicious. And I don't drink it to, you know, get drunk or anything. Um but uh, I don't know. It got put on my heart. Well, I should make a TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, maybe I should make a funny TikTok. And I, I started searching around for sounds. And of course, 
the Lord gave me the perfect sound, and I made a silly TikTok. Mind you, some people are like, that's eh, like borderline, maybe, I don't know if you should have made that one about that. I was like, what? <laughs> like, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about. I'm not sure. Where, the, where I was like, uh, uh, like bouncing around, and I was like, hey, and then the voice from the background goes, hey, I was like, that's the Holy Spirit convicting me. Or no, oh. no, that's not the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. It's hard to explain because, yeah. honestly, it made me giggle the entire time I was making it. I had to do it like five times because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the, to be honest with you, there's some times where I've done the same thing where I'm like, I have to redo that. Uh, I have to redo <laughs> that one. Again, hey, yo, God, if I have to do this one more time, I'm not doing it again. And then all of a sudden it works out. And I'm like, all right, cool. And like, uh, like we don't like, cause George has done a few with me, but George has his own. And like, I've, I've made probably like 30 TikToks, 40, something like that. I made two. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm Gen Xer. Like Jacob's like, I got this guy from TikTok or, you know, we got another guest from TikTok. I'm like, what's, what's TikTok? <laughs> For he he didn't have TikTok for like I did months and yeah, I kept I, I, being I, like man I don't know how to describe this guy without uh, here I'll show you so you show, so show videos <laughs> of him and I'm like this is and he's like, oh okay and then finally he's like you know what I should probably get one so that I could actually like look at who you're talking about instead of yeah. you having to sit here and show yeah, me every time he would send them to me like you know he's like here this is this is who we're having on you know we get the um. And so that would open up, but I didn't have like my own TikTok to ah, set up or anything. Yeah. So I'd see like the one video. And so I was like, ah, you know, I should probably so George, do it. Have you seen any of my TikTok? I have. I have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, I don't so think I started following you yet. I might have. Uh, I don't know. I may, I might have hit hateful, the follow huh? button. Not <laughs> hateful. <laughs> Not hateful. Not the more I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Well, I, I will. I will learn you. Um, no, <laughs> one of my my very it. first uh, my very first TikTok, which I think my daughter liked and maybe my one of my sons liked, it's just me going, "Help me figure out this TikTok." <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked it if I was that was me when I started. Well, you you can definitely see the progression of my videos because when the Lord put it on my heart that I should start making content, I was literally sitting on my porch and the sun was coming up and I was drinking a coffee and I was like, huh. So like my first five TikToks, like you don't see my face. <laughs> I honestly didn't even know how to build them. And there's literally words from the top of the screen all the way to the bottom. I didn't realize that most of those words you couldn't read anyways because of hashtags and whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, <but> you can, <laughs> like I didn't even know what a hashtag was until I got on TikTok. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, but then you can kind of see the progression of them, like, when I finally decided, all right, I'm going to show my face. Or, I mean, shoot, there's even one where I sang, and I do not have a good singing voice. But it wasn't about what it sounded like. It was about what it felt like. It was about mm -hmm. making a joyful noise under the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, you know, it, it was definitely more of a, uh, just just one of those things What I've learned is, is that worship, wow, uh, worship, what worship does for me Uh there's so many things that strengthen my relationship with God. Um, there's a lot of things you can do, and I didn't realize how many things there were um, that you could do or that I should do. Yeah. Um, just, you know, fellowship with other Christians, because we are human. We are going to flip. We are going to have those moments where we're not going to fully lean on God or, or, or like, 
Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe it'll get better the, the more I grow in God. But I know that we are human and we're, we're not perfect. Um, and uh, worship and reading my Bible and just getting down on my knees and praying. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, though, like I never really understood or knew how to pray uh, until I until I really read the Lord's Prayer and realized that, okay, this is how I need to be praying. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess, apparently, according to my church, I've become quite the prayer warrior, is what they call me. <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right, I feel like a prayer ninja. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so they put me on the prayer team. Um, and it's weird because, like, when I pray, I'm just, I'm just talking to my father. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't feel like I'm doing anything uh, different than what most people should be doing when they pray, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know that uh, I find myself in prayer. The way I, I heard, I don't know where I saw that, but somebody, I saw it or I heard it. If you got time to worry, you got time to pray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that made so much sense to me. Like, yeah, I don't need to be worrying about this or worrying about that. I just yeah. need to talk, talk to God about it. Um, he is my father. He is always listening. He is always around. Me. He he is literally leading me through life right now. Um, and I don't, I don't ever like, I, I could not imagine, um, going back to the man that I was. Yeah. Um, I knew that I was going through the toughest thing that I'd ever experienced, but, uh, I knew that no matter what, I was going to be the best version of me, um, on Amen. the backside. Of me. So yeah. I just kept, I kept, I mean, I had two options, you know, like when it got real tough, I could either give up or give in to the Lord. Yeah. Um, so I gave in 100%. I'm all I'm in. I'm glad you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All in. <laughs> You're telling me. I am yeah. glad I did too. Cause I was on a one way street to hell. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, but I know that uh, I don't uh, I don't want to steal God's glory by saying this, but I do enjoy how much He uses me to um, plant those seeds. Yeah, yeah. I, I love being I love being His vessel. Um, yeah, it is it is rewarding. Um, like it's it's just amazing. Like I learned that in my obedience, He has blessed me at every turn. And I know that it's weird to hear me say it's kind of almost like my life is an oxymoron because I say he, he's blessed me at every turn and I'm full of this joy that I could never imagine feeling, but yet I lost my family. My wife treated me like I was less than human. I no longer had laughter of children in my home. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like The Lord taught me that my wife was an idol which I didn't even realize people could become idols. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I placed her on a pedestal. Uh, I placed her above God. And I allowed the way that she treated me and the way that she made me feel take precedence over looking to God or getting down on my knees and talking to God. Yeah. And at that point, that's when the Lord said, hey, there's one more idol you're forgetting about. So we had a nice long conversation about it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he... He, he helped me through it. It was not easy. Um, there was a lot of pain uh, trying to remove her as an idol from my life. But, uh, I, I mean, Philippians 4.13, I mean, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, you know? Yeah. Like, 
like I, I've learned that there's nothing that uh, the Lord can't get you through um, yeah. if you look for him, you know? Like, it, it, it's pretty... So what I've kind of learned is, is that um, living in the flesh, uh, if you just if you go back to the Lord's Prayer and, and think about the verse that says, um, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yep. So on earth as it is in heaven. So if we can just take that verse and, and translate that to how we think on earth, and correlate it to the way that it's done in heaven, then that right there in itself should build your faith and know that God can do all things. Yep. God yeah. can do anything. And I, um, sure. I mean, that, that, that verse right there in itself just really, it really hit me hard. Like it really helped me grow in my faith. Um, because I mean, it, it's so easy to say, well, there's no way that could happen or, there's, there's like, how could, or I don't know, like, it, like I said, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that the Lord ha- has been using me and that he has been lifting me up. And he has been guiding me and I have been following at every turn in obedience because Jesus Christ died for my sins of the past, present, and future. And I have been made anew on this earth. Amen. And I know that uh, I would not be the man who I am right now. I would not be the man for my children that I never was. Like, I always just dropped my kid off at Sunday school and figured, oh, he's learned something about Jesus, you know? Because yeah. I went to that I went to that big church that uh, was a cool church to go to. I'm not knocking the church. I'm not going to you know, call them out or anything. But there was not a single person in that church that knew my name. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. literally sneak into there and sneak out of there, and nobody'd ever even know the wiser. Uh, and then one day uh, after my salvation, I uh, I asked my son. I said, "Hey, bud, what do you know about Jesus Christ?" Yeah. He's like, "He's in the Bible." I was like, yeah. <laughs> what else do you know about Jesus Christ? He's like, "I don't know." I was like, "Real? I've been taking you to Sunday school for the last seven years, and you don't know anything about Jesus Christ?" I was like. I have failed. Head knocking wow. right there. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Oh, dang it. <laughs> so then, you know, that, that made me realize that like, wow. And then plus I started finding more scripture about the, the type of father I'm supposed to be. Um, and the type of head of the household that I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed to teach my son. And, um, you know, I got excited about it. And then now my little two year old, she's the cutest thinking thing in the world. But, her favorite song to sing is um, Our God is an Awesome God. And she is so stinking cute singing it. And the other day, as she was singing it, she put her hand in the air and started praising the Lord. And I thought I had to videotape it. It was the most amazing thing. And it just, for the first time, I was like, wow, yeah, I'm actually, um, I might be uh, on the right path here with my yeah. kids. Uh, yeah. That's I kind of awesome. let it go by the wayside. For sure. You know, that that's my legacy to leave on this earth is to, within my own family, is to have their children and their children's children and their children meet us all in the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. But how, how's that ever going to happen if I don't, if I don't start that now? If 
I don't start to spread the word, spread spread the love and just the life of Jesus Christ. Yeah, he would never know that. It is my my responsibility as a parent. It's my responsibility as a Christian um, to do that for my kids, and it's an amazing feeling. Um, I, I, it gives me purpose. Like I don't I don't fully know my entire purpose that the Lord has for me on this earth. But I know that um, what I am doing right now uh, is part of it. Yeah, I know that I know that I'm supposed to build the kingdom. Amen. Um, so, I mean, it's crazy. It's kind of hard to do uh, as far as the the. Um, well, I guess it's hard to do in that uh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel like God's time. guiding you. Yeah. In, a, yeah. In, in, in a way that it doesn't matter if you fully know, but he knows. And so that's why yeah. I think the Bible talks about uh, God knows and we don't know God's ways and his ways are no. always good. And so, yeah. um, but I definitely have appreciated like everything you, you put out there for us and, and all that. And uh, I don't know if you've heard our podcast before, like, or even listened to the whole way through. Because there's always yeah. that this little secret thing at the end that we do, and it's uh, we always make our guests pray us out of the podcast. I mean, we don't make them. No, no, we, we ask we, them. We, we nobody we, said no. Oh, <laughs> we, we, we make them. And being that you're a prayer ninja, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's what they say. I, I'm, I'm just saying, dude, that uh, that can that, that like to god that's all yeah so if if you wouldn't mind praying us out of this podcast pray us out of the podcast okay dear heavenly father lord we thank you for all that you do you are the god who knows all who sees all who knows what we need before we ask we thank you for all that you do for us on this earth lord i thank you lord for these two gentlemen i thank you lord for this fellowship tonight i thank you for all that you are doing in our lives lord Lord, you are, you are the only God. You are a great God. You are a merciful God. You are a forgiving God. You are a loving God. Lead us and guide us, Lord, through this earth. Lead us and guide us to the kingdom. Help us to bring those with us, Lord. Yes, Lord. We just ask that you just lift us up each and every day, Lord. We just ask that you just help us to see your grace, to build our faith, and to love you more and more with each and every breath, Lord. We thank you for this night. We thank you for for this time. We thank you, Lord, for, for being present. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hear our prayers. Amen. Amen. Amen.